Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. All right, explanation. Why was my phaser order countermanded? Sir, the Enterprise redesign increases phaser power by channeling it through the main engines. When they went into antimatter imbalance, the phasers were automatically cut off. And you acted properly, of course. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. You saved the ship. I'm aware of that, sir. Stop competing with me, Decker. Permission to speak freely, sir? Granted. Sir, you haven't logged a single star hour in two and a half years. That plus your unfamiliarity with the ship's redesign, in my opinion, sir, seriously jeopardizes this mission. I trust you will. Nurse made me through these difficulties, mister? Yes, sir, I'll do that. Then I won't keep you from your duties any longer, Commander. Yes, Doctor. Aye, sir. You may be right, Jim. everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we start the summer of Star Trek off with the movie that brought Star Trek to the big screen and back into the general consciousness. It's 1979 Star Trek, the motion picture. Yes, this week, we're starting to get sauced. But first, he's the grumpy old doctor to my man whore of a captain. It's James. How are you doing, James? Damn it. Jim, why is Rob still on this podcast? <laughs> oh, and he's the, he's the weird pointy-eared logic machine that wants to be a computer so bad. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Um, I'm doing pretty well. You know, that's actually pretty accurate because you probably only get laid once every seven years, too. So that ah. oh. <laughs> <No>, was low. <laughs> Uh, but but probably accurate. <laughs> oh, what's happening right, around CBC? <laughs> the title of the haiku to fuck you, James and Jason. <laughs> I can't wait for that haiku. This week around Creative Brain Candy, the Drunkenomics guys get political. The Bad Gamers Anonymous Bunch review yet another first-person shooter. The Canadian podcast Spoiler They Die got canceled. And no, the Simply Snowies... No, they didn't. Uh, Simply Stogies has a big announcement on the first. So uh, also, if you're a content creator and interested in joining a media cooperative that focuses on growing your numbers and your knowledge, head over to creativebraincandy.com and click that apply button at the top. Also, Rob still doesn't have a kicking, cooking show. So fuck off, Rob. Yeah. Where's your cooking show, Rob? Dude, I posted some cooking stuff the other day. That's not a show. That's you posting funny food memes off the internet. Dude, that look. My show is my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. I don't tell you how to post like cigars and phallic symbols on your channel. I don't tell. I don't. Don't post. tell me how to post uh, food Wait, on my phallic channel. symbols on his show. Wait, are you saying that phallic symbols are cigars and cigars are phallic symbols? Is that what I you're trying to say? Maybe, maybe you do like to put long round things in your mouth. He's yeah, got you there. 
He does, mm. but it's all right. His mom yeah. likes that too. And besides that, I had my uh, I had my on-site reporter go ahead and post a picture uh, yesterday at about ten seventeen p.m. He of made a what? mean uh, he made a mean batch of popcorn. Are are you referring to the Are you referring to the the picture of Jason in front of his TV screen uh, with Star Trek the Motion Picture title page uh, up and a and a thing of popcorn? Possibly. Uh, Jason, did he ask you to post that as part of his sh- shitty non-existent cooking show? Uh, no, that would be a negative, Ghost Rider. Oh, well, it looks and like yet, the pattern's full, motherfucker. Stop lying to everybody did. and just and say you don't did. have a cooking show. Just say it. No, say, I, because no, that's not true. That's that, not was, true. that was me <laughs> getting prepped to get sauced. Well, yeah. that and then and then earlier today at about seven thirty p.m., uh, my other re- uh, reporter uh, posted that uh, they want to rename the capital of Ohio to Flavortown. Mm. Uh, More food related um, stuff. Number one, I am not your reporter. Oh number yeah, one. you are. Number two, yeah, I am are. all for renaming the capital of Ohio Flavortown. Number one, it's Ohio, and number two, it's Flavortown. Let's fucking do this. Okay, I, I don't know of anything good that comes out of Ohio to begin with. And so naming something to Flavortown in Ohio just, you know, continues the bad. Speaking of bad, spoiler, they died, got canceled. I don't know if you, did you guys catch that. No, no, they didn't. Mm. Every Thursday, spoiler, they die until they get canceled, which is probably very soon. <laughs> Rob, you got any news for us? Yes, I do. Uh, let's see. Let's start with let's start with some Disney news. Let's start um, it. Yeah. So Star Wars Celebration uh, has been canceled for this year. Surprise. Um, Did you want so to see my shocked face? I, it, it probably looks just like everybody else's shocked face. They saw yeah. it coming a mile away. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, everything was canceled. Everything. Um, but they've they've canceled. All of it, uh, and uh, it's been rescheduled for 2022. Same time, 2022. So that, uh, wait, that wait, kind wait, of wait, implies wait, wait. that they weren't going to have a celebration in 2022. <laughs> yeah, 2021, right. Or, well, no, so so they don't have a Star Wars celebration every year. Um, and, and so This was just a special year where they were going to do another one for some reason because, you know, Star Wars fatigue wasn't a thing. No, not right. yet. Not yet, not at all. I'm I'm kind of so, curious what they were celebrating this year, other yeah, than I, I mean, yeah, the B one maybe. I don't. Well, the new one man, came I'm out, trying. but they had Star Wars Celebration last year that gave all sorts of previews, yeah. and I mean that was it was it was focused around the rise of Skywalker the new movie. Yeah, yeah, the new last movie. So I, I was know, wondering man. what they were going to focus this year's Mandalorian. But they did that last year yeah. too. I don't know. I, hell, I don't know. Apparently, apparently, it wasn't enough to warrant just postponing um, or going online like they are with Comic Con. So, well, here's the thing: the big news. Apparently, they were just looking for extra money. Last year, the big news was Baby Yoda, right? The child. That was the big thing with Star Wars last year. Like, you could talk about the rise of Skywalker all you want; uh, it doesn't fucking matter. Like Baby Yoda stole the show. And they kept Baby Yoda under wraps. Nobody knew about that until uh, the show. It, it, until the show came out, right? I mean, like they're still behind on toys. 
Because yeah. they were like, we're, we don't want to spoil this by having toys ready. So everybody shut the fuck up. Like even Werner Herzog's like, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I love the baby Yoda. I don't know how he sounds. I, somehow I went into a Mel Brooks. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, so what? What? I don't think they had anything like the baby Yoda to not celebrate this year at Celebration. So I, I, why were they going to do so? I couldn't understand. I couldn't wrap my head, head around it last year. When immediately after the first celebration, they were like, oh, it's going to be a celebration 2020. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm it like, was I'm weird not, too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going. Like, that's just stupid. Like, I have no desire to go. So I, I won't go in 2022 either, FYI. I don't know. It depends on what they've got going on in 2022. I might okay, go. What would it take? What would it take for you to go? Uh, it would take, if they release Kenobi, and Kenobi looks actually good. And Kenobi is the focus for 2022. I would go to that because but I am Kenobi looking forward to Kenobi. Next year? Well, I am too. Well, it's supposed to come out next SKW year, but they pay? were also supposed to start filming right about now. Yeah. Well, they were supposed to start filming a while ago and it got pushed. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they were it like, keeps getting pushed. So. Kathleen Kennedy's like, there's not enough SJW in here. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but get it in here. We need Kenobi to be a woman. You know, it's funny you um, brought that up because my next uh, article pigeonholes right into that. Yeah, it's called good, a segue, Rob. You good segue. Just used it. Good yeah, segue. Thanks. All right. So uh, next uh, thing is here a few days ago, um, none, on, none other than uh, James T. Kirk himself posted a gender swap picture of Captain Kirk from the original reposted. Cinders. I've seen yeah, so many of these pictures lately. What is going on? Yeah. I don't know. But his um, his response was uh, pretty good. I, he yeah, said, I'd do me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Kirk. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. I would um, too, though. I'm just saying, I've seen the picture. Uh, female Captain Kirk's pretty hot. Yeah, it looks pretty good. So and I've seen in Discord there. I've so. seen Cloud uh, from Final Fantasy Remake redone as a woman. I've seen all of the Twin Peaks characters gender swapped. I haven't seen the Kirk one yet, but yeah, I've, there's I've Kirk, s- there's Spock, there's Bones. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anybody else. Was there a Sulu? There's a whole slew of these, man. I, I've seen. So where's uh, all this uh, coming Luke? from? Is there a new app Leah, out that Han gender Solo? swaps? Yeah, yeah, there is. Well, what's it called? Because I'm kind of curious now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look, do you want the Russians to have everything? I don't I'm know. sure it's an app put out by the Russians who just want to fucking, you know, fuck with us and get your information off your phone. Stop downloading stupid apps that do shit to your face. But that's what I do. <laughs> well, you're just helping Putin. You're a Putin helper. You're like one of Putin's little elves that run around and help him. Okay. I just like uh, I just like doing things to my face. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. You what like, do you else you got, Rob? <laughs> you wanna, do you run around wow. with makeup on at home? Uh, what he does? Don't judge me with or without I, the camera on. And look, man, I don't kink shame. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to get a feel, man, for what you do when you're not recording status with us. Like, is there, are there panties involved? Are you tucking? Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we post a picture of that on the Discord? We're not allowed to. That's <laughs> yeah, our cat tried yeah. that earlier. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, next one also has to do with motion picture news. Look at that. News having to do with Star Trek. Amazing. Um, there is wait, wait, a, wait. Were you waiting for a pat on the back? I was. But why? This is just what you should Good do. Good job. You show. did your job. <laughs> Thank you. Right. I just patted, I just patted oh, myself. I appreciate that. Fuck. Uh, so um, there is a theory, and I don't know why nobody thought about this prior to this, um, there's a theory out there that Picard, uh, Star Trek Picard, Episode Nine, basically retconned the motion picture. Uh, in that, uh, there's a theory out there that V'ger came from the ancient race of androids or synthetics uh, that are outside of the galaxy. I think that's a stretch because. They were not only outside the galaxy, but they were outside of the the galaxy's dimension. They were from a different dimension. Correct. Well, so? Well, I'm not sure if you understand how space and time works. Look, just because they're in a different dimension doesn't mean that because they said that Rob, how Voyager, many dimensions are there that you know They of? said that Voyager 6 went into what they thought was a black hole back in the day, and mm-hmm. they were insinuating that it was a wormhole. Well, maybe it wasn't a wormhole. Maybe well, actually, it was a portal uh, to a different watch, dimension. Well, did then, you watch the movie? Because they went into a wormhole. Well, not only that, but well, yeah. V'ger came back to Earth. How did it come back to the proper dimension? Right. Maybe they maybe they put them in the proper dimension. But how Look, did they do Decker, that? They needed somebody from this dimension to open a portal in Picard in order to do that. Right. No, they needed somebody to open the portal when they needed the help. Not not to wait not, when they needed the help to what? Open the portal? No, when they they would come and help uh, other synthetics when they needed the help, and that's okay, what but, the portal was. Well, that's great. And that's everything. not to say that they're not able to do it. What? Who's, who says then that? Why they wouldn't they do, do that? Why wouldn't they just do that then? Why would they do that? They didn't know that there were synthetics here until they got the phone call. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they 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 put that they put that phone call there for the previous synthetics, right? Okay, we're we're revisiting Picard again. Let's not do that. This is supposed but to be the rev- news segment. We're we're revisiting Star Trek again, but this isn't news. No, this is news. This is a theory that's well, no, out there. But that's not. It has a, to, but that's not news. When was the theory created and put out there? Was it in the last week? Uh, this article was written um, back in March. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Nothing not like striking while the fire's hot, Rob. Look, dude, I found this when it had to do with motion picture stuff, and we didn't cover it back yeah, then. No. So hey, I got gotcha. you. It's still I, it's still news. It's still valid. It's not like it sure. was like. March yeah. of like three years ago. No, I understand. March of this year. I still think it's still a stretch. News. Maybe. And it's a stretch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stretch. I thought it was a little interesting. So anyway, uh, do we have a pod crawl? <laughs> well, geez, I fucking he's hope just, so. I hope something is this. Trying to get, trying to get the fuck out of the new segment like right now. Where's the pod crawl? Play it, goddammit. <laughs> Let's do this. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. 
down. Pod crawl, pod crawl, excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Is it bad that a movie confuses the audience immediately by playing music with a blank screen, causing the projectionist to get yelled at for no reason? This film is off to a shaky start, yeah, I thought but that start was it does, premiering brand new theme music that the bad. Next Generation series will plagiarize the shit out of. We see three Klingon Katinga-class starships, wait, what the fuck is a Katinga? You Star Trek nerds are weird. Anyway, three ships are <laughs> heading to a giant space cloud, and it must look menacing because they fire some photon torpedoes at it. Photon torpedo, I need a better agent. Moving on, the Klingons have changed their look, adding some fashionable forehead ridges to complement their giant eyebrows and cultural distrust of dentistry. Observing from a distance is a Federation call center where the dress code is business pajamas. They get a distress call from the Klingons, but their estimated hold time is longer than the Klingons had. Fortunately, the call was recorded for quality assurance, and they forward the recording to Earth. Earth is freaking out. It's been a long time since they have had a space thunderstorm moving in, so they call up Captain Kirk to see if he can fuck it into submission. Kirk knows just the ship for the gerb, and quickly commandeers the Enterprise for the mission. The Enterprise has just been refitted with sleek new fins, a new paint gerb, and a brand new temperamental engine that doesn't quite work yet. Oh, and it also fucks with the transporters turning people who use them into goo. Just a few wrinkles to iron out. Kirk gets a good look at the ship as Scotty takes him on a 10-minute tour of the outside of it while shuttling him to the ship. Once on board, Kirk breaks it to the current captain, Decker, that Kirk will be taking over. Oh, and you are also being demoted, K thanks bye. Bones is the last to arrive before the ship heads out, and he transports in looking like a disco hobo. A clean shave and shower later, McCoy comes to the bridge rocking v-neck pajamas and looking like a shaven disco hobo. The Enterprise heads out, and during its first warp jump, the graphics effects guys decided that the practical effects guys weren't going to have all the fun, so they create a wormhole, eat a few mushrooms, and go to town on the stretch effects creating a whole new term, rightfully called the wormhole effect. Decker saves the day since he's familiar with the newest inner workings of the ship, and Kirk tries to come to an understanding with him that he appreciates his knowledge and input, but if Decker steps out of line he will pimp-slap him back to the academy. At this point, the only Beetle left to join the reunion is Spock. As luck would have it, Space FedEx has just dropped him off fresh from cosplaying a hippie on planet Woodstock. On the trip to the Enterprise, Spock slipped into his Renfair costume, and he heads to the bridge to request his old gerb back. Kirk reinstates him as the smart guy on the bridge, and Spock heads down to engineering to fix shit, making Scotty's presence in this film meaningless. With the engines fixed, the Enterprise finally hits warp 7 and heads to the space hurricane. Once there, Kirk tells everyone to just hang back and chill, don't scan anything, because scanning upsets space hurricanes. The space hurricane sends a lightning bolt over to check things out, and in the process fries the sexy Dalton that Decker constantly makes googly eyes at. Nobody but Decker really seems all that upset that she's gone, and another anonymous skirt fills her seat. <laughs> After the initial probing by the space hurricane, Kirk decides the next course of action is to head inside the storm to see what's in the creamy center. In a scene that takes more time than the outside tour of the Enterprise, they get another view of the graphical effects department's visions after dropping a tab of acid. Several generations <laughs> later, they finally make it to the center of the Tootsie Pop where they see the Space Hurricane's butthole. But there's an intruder. In Sexy Dalton's shower is, another Sexy Dalton. Only this one is a fembot. Wearing a miniskirt and fuck me pumps. Decker still constantly makes googly eyes at it, per, whatever. The fembot's purpose is to observe and record, but not to interfere. Wait, no, that's the watcher. 
Anyway, Spock thinks she still has sexy Dalton's memories stuck inside her, so Decker is tasked with using his powers of googly eyes to reach the inner sexy Dalton. Meanwhile, Spock decides to visit the inside of the space hurricane butthole and then mind meld with it. After getting shit back out, he tells Kirk that the entity, named Vijor, is basically a child looking for its place in the universe. Granted, it's a child with vast stores of knowledge about the universe, but still a child. When Space Hurricane Vijor finally reaches Earth, it calls to its creator. When the creator doesn't answer, Vijor throws a fit and sends probes out to destroy all life on the planet. Kirk tells Vijor he can't have dessert if he doesn't pick up his toys, so Vijor calls his bluff. Kirk, Spock, Bones, Googly Eyes, and Fembot head to the center of Vijor where they find that Vijor is actually the Voyager 6 probe launched by NASA 300 years earlier. All it wants to do is tell Daddy what it learned in school that day, but Daddy is too busy reading the newspaper and isn't listening. So Decker, who wants to interface with the Fembot very badly, decides to adopt Vijor and listens to his report. Vijor is so happy it consumes Decker and the Fembot, becomes blue light and disappears. Kirk, Spock, and Bones make it back to the Enterprise, Kirk has Ahura send a message to Starfleet that Decker and Sexy Dalton have run off together, and roll Kirk telling the helmsman to go that way, credits. All right, we're yeah, <laughs> we're launching <laughs> the summer of Star Trek with uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture, and this is the movie I, that actually brought Star Trek to the big screen. It it brought Star Trek back into the mainstream. I mean, it was on in syndication for a while, and it still had a, a pretty uh, pretty rabid fan base at that time too. I mean, there were conventions even back then that focused on on star trek but it wasn't until i think uh the motion picture that it got back into the popular lexicon um what i didn't realize was that um this movie was a porno what um it was a porno yeah yeah so so you had four minutes of ship porn at the beginning um and (laughs) then longer than that no, no, I I timed it. I, that was only four minutes. And, it seemed like forever, didn't it? Yeah, it was four minutes. It went from uh, six. Uh, let's see, I I actually wrote it down. Amazing, huh? Uh, Sixteen minutes and twenty two seconds to twenty minutes and twenty two seconds of the of movie time. Yeah, that seemed longer than four minutes. Uh, it sure did. Now, not to not to be outdone, uh, you know, because the the director wasn't done there. Uh, he added four minutes of uh, scenery porn uh, from the time that they went into the butthole to when they got probed. Right. So he tells mm-hmm. you know he says, "Hey, go five hundred meters, or and then come up to a thousand. Well, from that time until uh, the probe showed up. Um, was four minutes of stuff, and uh, yeah, I fell asleep. Yeah, nobody cares. So I was tired. <laughs> this movie came about because of Star Trek Phase Two, right? Couldn't get started. right. Well, no, they were no, a- not necessarily. They were in production for Phase Two, but they yep. scrapped Phase Two in lieu of this because they Correct. saw that. It wasn't, uh, oh, it was uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They saw that a science fiction movie could actually make it that wasn't Star Wars. Yep, that's exactly it. So all of these guys were still under contract. 
for phase two. And FYI, they hated the uniforms as much as we did. What uniforms? You talking about the uh, brown the, Yeah, the pajamas. The pajamas. Brown, the brown God, pajamas. I hated those yeah. fucking costumes. Oh, so terrible. And in fact, they said they wouldn't like the. They would come back for two if they got different uniforms. That was uh, the, that was it. They were like, we're yeah, not coming back unless spoiler, you do something different. Spoiler: the uh, shirts were reused uh, from the motion picture in episode two or Rathacon. Rathacon. Yeah, but yeah. they had well, jackets on top of it. And they had, had jackets trousers. on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had, they had they, an actual they, uniform. Not yeah, like they save the shirts and use them as under, undershirts. With like a fucking space age belt buckle. Yeah. yeah. The, the only belt. fucking no, costume. that was not a space age belt buckle. That was their Power Ranger medallion. <laughs> <laughs> the only <laughs> costume that I liked in this movie was Kirk's at the beginning, his Admiral uniform that was really? the two-tone. Yeah. yeah. Really? Because yep. the only costume I liked in this one was V'ger's. Uh, I, yeah, I liked it. Uh, you liked uh, V'ger's costume? Called? Oh, hell uh, yeah. Or the Fembot's costume. Yeah, the Fembot's probe. What's her name? Ilea. Oh, I'm sorry. V'ger's probe. Yeah, Ilea. Yeah. No, it per, wasn't Ilea. Persis Kambata was her name. She passed away in 1998 from a heart attack. Yeah. Sad. And that yeah. was super hot. after she had a super hot. coronary bypass surgery in like the 80s when she was super young. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. must have had a heart defect of some sort. Some sort. Uh so this is the biggest movie she's ever been in. Just FYI, I want to spend some time here on Persis because uh, I feel we were robbed of her beauty uh, way too early. Uh, super hot. Uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture was the biggest thing she was in. The last movie she did was in 88 called Deadly Intent. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she showed her her uh, boobs in there because I might go she watch She didn't. It. It I tried like, to find some. So I just want to point work. out at this point oh, well. in the show that in the 25 minutes that we've been recording so far. James yeah. has shown that he has done more research so far in this show than he has done the <laughs> entire time he's been on Satis. No, 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 no. Star Trek. No, he, he hasn't done any research. This is just his regular, like, consumption of Star Trek stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's, this is, it's no, there's yeah. no research. There's he's no just extra pulling research this straight out of his head. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's straight know. out. Yeah. Uh, she was also in an episode, the pilot episode of Lois and Clark for you Lois and Clark fans out there. So here's the thing about this movie. This movie was pretty contentious uh, between Gene Roddenberry uh, and uh, what, what the, what the hell's the guy's name? Um, Livingston, uh, uh, Harold Livingston. He was the guy who finalized the screenplay. Right. It, right, got, right. To, it got to the point on set where they were getting rewrites every two hours. One from Livingston, and then two hours later, one from Ron. Well, they Merrick. started production of the movie without without a third act. Yeah. That was being written as they were filming the first two acts. Well, you know how these studios are. Like you said, they saw that uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind could make a ton of money. And they, wanted, they just wanted a piece of that pie. They weren't worried about putting anything out that was coherent. They weren't worried about having a, a, a cogent fucking thought. They just wanted to get it out. Well, so they're mission like, we've got these guys in contract for phase two. Yeah, this is this is yeah. Like let's just let's let's just do this. You know, I and, will I will give this thing props for launching what we know as Star Trek now. Um, you know, as far as movies and things like that. However, this is one of my least favorites of. The I think six. it's I think it's out of the six. It's right yeah. in the middle. It's like number three. 
I'd yeah. probably put it around um, four. Nah, I wouldn't go that high. I, I don't or, know. No, yeah, you I would probably yeah, no. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think I would put it I five. I, yeah, wow. I was going to say really. Five. Yeah, five out of the first six, it, it would probably the, be the five. One that, the two, only one that I think is six, worse is uh, the what is it? The uh, God one, undiscovered. Uh, five. No. Yeah, five. Yeah, that'd be yeah. five. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. What does God need with a starship? Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, but this one, I think, falls, and we'll get. Um, I'm sure we'll do the ranking later. But this one for me falls at three. Um, kind of middle of the road. It's not bad. It's not great. Uh, did you know, I think it would have been better if they would have tied it in with the old series a little bit more. For example, it is, it is kind of abrupt. Yeah. That William Decker was supposed to be the son of Commodore Matthew Decker, uh, from the 1967, uh, TOS episode, the doomsday machine. No, I, I remember Commodore Decker. But yep. no, I they never, never put mentioned those it. two together, no. Yeah, because they didn't mention it. Like, it was in the script, it was there, and they just never did anything with it. It was just dumb. This movie went so far over budget. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Holy shit, this movie went over budget. Fucking Roddenberry, man. They they decided after this one they weren't going to let him do anymore. Oh, yeah, he was kicked out. Yeah, they're like, get the fuck out. Thanks for your IP. When did he finally get back into Star Trek? Was that Next Generation? Next generation? So he yep, didn't have a hand it. in the nope. next three movies? I'm sure he, like, I'd have to go back and look. He may have been a consultant on some of these movies, but it wasn't until the next gen and when he got back in. And even then, he kind of got kicked back out. And it wasn't until he died during production of, what, the second or third season of The Next Generation where they went, man, we should probably really kind of try to stay true to what Roddenberry's vision was. Cause then you get all like, well, we don't want to trample on the dead kind of thing. Right. But while you're alive, we don't give a fuck. Thanks for your IP. Yeah. So with this movie, yeah, the story is thin. <laughs> the story is real thin. And well, I think that's they tried, why they to, had so much porn. I think they tried is. to, comp- yeah, like, like you said, I think they tried to compensate with, Really flashy fan visuals, fan service. I mean, the brand new fucking Enterprise looks amazing. Yep. Uh, the set design in this movie was fantastic. The costume design in this movie sucked balls. But well, everything else that looked one. really good. Except for but that was, one costume. It was Hell, even uh, for, no, for the 70s. Well, even yeah. Nichelle Nichols didn't like the costume. She's like, that was not what O'Hara would have worn. That's not what anybody would have None of them liked them. None of them liked the costumes. They bitched about it, and they had it put in the contract for the next one. Like, if we're going to do any sequels, we're not wearing this shit again. Because they had they even they they had a hard time getting in and out of the out of the costume. Well, yeah, the boots and the pants were all one piece, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they hated it. They didn't want to do it. They only did it because they were still under contract for Phase Two. Once this movie was done and the phase two contract ended, if they wanted a sequel, which obviously they did because this movie made some money, they, they, they got it. They got new uniforms, which I think honestly look a lot better. Yeah. This is part of the course for the seventies. Like you even said in the, in the pod crawl, Hey, like bones came in looking like a disco hobo. He had the fucking (laughs) gold chain around his neck and fucking three buttons unbuttoned looking like, you know, Hey, look, man. I like used to came be on a, a fresh from Club show. 54, yeah. Yeah, I used to be on a science fiction show. Come fuck me. And like 
<laughs> it, it, it just this whole thing screams 1970s. It, it screams 1970s, 1970s trying to hold on to the 1970s, though. I mean, we were moving into the well, 80s. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But you get that with the with the special effects. Now, look, so I watched the brown. high definition version. I'll just be up front with that. So did I. The, the, and, I did and too. A, I think it's, I think the, <laughs> Thanks, when you Jason. look at the graphics, when you look at the, like, the computer generated graphics, right? Like it's dated. They're all dated. But when you start to look at the practical effects and you look at the Enterprise and you look at the Klingon ships, they look really, really good. The models were amazing. I will give them that. And I think even the computer generated graphics Looked pretty good, even for, you know, being as dated as they are. They're basically a bunch of fucking fractals that are kaleidoscoped together. And then they took some screenshots of some, uh, you know, oscilloscope shit and they probably rotoscoped that. It, it's it's fine. I, I The graphics are fine. I thought the visuals were really good in this movie. Um, the music was really good. I mean, the fucking iconic theme music that the next generation stole the shit out of. <laughs> I, I had forgotten that the theme to the next generation was actually the, the cinematic movie theme uh, that they used in the, the first several of these movies. Yep. Uh, I think they did that for continuity, you know, to, you know, well, no, it was also the uh, the same composer. Uh, well, same on composer, the, but I'm the next but I'm generation. thinking he did it. Yeah, but I'm thinking he did it for continuity's sake, you know, because at that point it was kind of like the hand in the reins off type of deal, probably. Sure, so, I mean the the you know. the first what four had the fifth movie come out before the next generation did. Mm. I, I, I think it came out right about the same time. Yeah, so I guess the first four or five movies had come out at that point, so people were probably familiar with the the theme music. So, so transitioning that over to the the new television series that they were launching probably made sense. Anybody want to guess how much this the, the, this movie costs to make? Uh, the budget was forty four million. No, the budget was not forty-four million, sir. The budget he would uh, uh, Roddenberry told the the studio he could do it for eight million, and then he right. went back in the middle of production. He's like, I, I need another eight million. It was one hundred and forty-four million in total, wasn't it? Thirty-five million was the final figure. The only one that went past this region was uh, it wasn't until Generations, Star Trek uh, Two: Wrath of Khan, eleven million. Search for Spock, seventeen million. Uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, twenty-five million. Star Trek Five: uh, The Final Frontier at twenty-eight million. It wouldn't be until nineteen ninety-four where Generations would cost more. <laughs> huh? I thought the overruns were a lot more than that. Well, it was double. I mean, the overrun at first was just eight million. Well, I know, but like you think of a movie nowadays at eight million and even double that at sixteen. I mean, that's a small indie film. Well, I know, but we're talking in the seventies. I mean, eight million in the seventies was probably, I don't know, what, $20 million today? Yeah, $20 million today. I mean, that's a fucking indie film. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It ended at 35 So it was almost, it ended at over four times that amount. You're looking at probably close to $100 million today for, for a movie of this magnitude. How much was the budget for, how, like, what the final budget for uh, the 2009? That had to be over $100 million. For 
Which one? The Star Trek. Yeah, no, for Star Trek, 2009. Oh, oh, that had to have been over a hundred million for the budget. Well, that's uh, what the I'm budget saying. was 150 million. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's about right. If you end at 35 million in 1978, 77, whatever. There you go. I mean, that's probably close to 100 million. Well, let's do uh, some research on the fly and, and see what the inflation is. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to call the guys from Drunkenomics and have them figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have their phone a friend number yet. No, I do. I just, you know, I don't want to bother them on a Friday night. They're college kids, just out of college, whatever. Uh, uh, fun fact while we're waiting, uh, the guy who played uh, the Klingon captain, the last one that got blown out of the sky by the, the space hurricane. Mm-hmm. Anybody know who he was? Uh, um, oh, wait, Don't wait, look. wait. Uh, Mark uh, Leonard, asshole. He played, yeah, uh, no. he played yeah. Sarek. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he played Sarek. Uh, he, so he, he's actually the first uh, Star Trek actor to play three different characters. He played uh, the, uh, the very first Romulan captain in the original series. Then he played uh, Ambassador Sarek in the original series, uh, and then he played this uh, this Klingon captain. A little trivia there while we're waiting for research on the fly. Yeah, so 1979, $35 million budget would have been around $124 million today. There you go. So that's right in the right ballpark. So yeah, you're looking at, you know, mega blockbuster numbers here. Uh, and did this movie make money? I mean, at the at the end of the day, that's really all the studio cares about. Like, if you're going to suck a bunch of money out of us, fine. But, but you better make but it back. Make right, it back but you better make it some. back. And it did. Yeah, did it make it back? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, which is why we got Star Trek II, which, in my opinion, is probably one of the best sci-fi movies, if not just movies in general, uh, ever made. I would put that next to uh, Empire Strikes Back as like I'd have a hard time choosing which one's better. Oh yeah. So Rathacon is by far my favorite Star Trek movie and probably well, one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. We should wait and talk about that next week. We will because it's the <laughs> summer of Star Trek. Yeah, we're getting yeah. sauced, baby. All right. So we've got all the trivia out of the way. Let's talk about so this movie. I, I have a question. I have, I have a question. You know, we talked about contracts and things like that. Um, did uh, did Bones? Um, did everybody have like a a contract where they had to have certain amount of screen time? I'm sure uh, the top the, three did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the reason why I ask is because there there was that whole thing where you know Bones comes on the bridge, and then he leaves, and then he comes back so he can get probed, and then he leaves again, and then but, he comes back, <laughs> and then he leaves. But he did that did on you the, ever series watch the original too. series. Yeah, I know. I don't watch. I haven't what watched the, the fuck is wrong series. with you? Why are you I've on watched, this show? I've watched bits and pieces of it. Okay. Well, this is what he used to do. Like him and Kirk are friends. Right. I understand. Legit that. friends. Yeah. Okay. Like hang out after work, have some bros or have some brews, a couple of bros trying to get laid at the bar. Friends. And he acted as Kirk's advisor along with Spock. I mean, Basically, he but and not, Spock not were, during this part, not during this mission, this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not during at that this absolutely movie. he did. Well, yes, 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 yes. Uh, but not when he would come on the bridge and then leave. He never had any words. He just he'd show uh, uh, up, no. he'd shake his head and walk off. But he Jim, would be on the bridge pushing. to offer advice if needed. Yeah, 
And he no. did offer advice. He said, Jim, you're pushing. No, 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 no. That was that was later on. I'm talking about when they were doing... It, wait, wait, wait. When you say later cut. on, do you mean later than the beginning of the movie when he was uh, asking about getting the, the engines to go? No, you know, before no. Before Spock okay, came on board. That part said, was hey, earlier. What I'm talking Jim, about is... Oh, okay. No, what I'm talking early. about... Yeah, what I'm talking about is <laughs> when they're going to go into the pro or into the into the hurricane, he objects to it and he leaves. He comes back while they're still going into the hurricane and he turns around and he leaves. Well, he's old. You maybe know, he had to old. take a piss. Or, well, maybe. Yeah, that's true. It's hard yeah. to get those pants off. It, yeah. Well, I mean... Ilya, or Ilya figured that out. Out of all of the shit in this movie, that's what you're nitpicking is fucking no, bones, on the, bones on the no, bridge. No, you want to you you want to know what else I'm nitpicking? How well, the fuck did it. he know the name of an ensign after being on the ship for less than twenty hours? Who? Bones. Which ensign? I don't know. Well, it was when uh, it was what the when. What uh, are you talking about? It was when uh, uh, V'ger probe came out of the shower. They had one of the. They had a security guy, um, and Bones comes in and he says, "That'll be all, Ensign So and So," and leaves. And Bones had been on the ship for like. All right, so just just let's let's just. <laughs> is it the same? Just, is it the is it the same crew? Because well, they let, insinuated no, they that it, it was yeah, an all new crew. It's an almost all new crew. They, they right. didn't say that. Decker says like ninety percent new. Here's the thing, man. Uh, number one, it's not uh, that far out, out of the realm of possibility. Where, where I, I think this ship only holds three hundred people. I think. So he had a meet and greet with three hundred people in twenty hours. Yeah, no, the Constitution no. class isn't just a huge ship, right? So if it held three hundred people and ninety percent were gone and ten percent stayed, that means what thirty people? Which is the it's main? It's not cast. outside of the It's not outside of the realm of possibility that that was one of the thirty people that Bones knew. Number one. Number two. He is a command level officer. He is the chief medical officer for the fucking Enterprise. Okay. Uh, was he though? So, well, yeah, he got drafted. Remember? Oh, that. Okay. Okay. So he ended up so getting drafted and became. You want to know what he was doing every he time he was walking he off the recalled. bridge? He was he was checking he was checking the rosters. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, he was checking the rosters and memorizing gotcha. their fucking names." That's gotcha. what he was doing, Rob. It's explained. <laughs> okay. God damn! Perfect. I don't understand. I love like, it. Again, you just nitpicked the dumbest <laughs> shit. I, yeah, I don't well, get it. Look, that's what caught my attention in in between the the porn shots when I fell asleep. <laughs> fucking sleeping. Yes, I was tired yesterday. <sighs> Fuck me. I don't know. So you slept through half the movie is what you're saying. No, no. My blood sugar was a little high. And so like (laughs) I started to fall asleep. So I paused it when they started to go through the butthole stuff and you know, that four minutes. And then (laughs) the wife came in and goes, are you sleeping? I was like, yeah, I'm just taking a little nap. I need to get started. I'm a little tired. Oh my God. I'm a little, I'm a little tired, honey. It's okay. So then I started back up. Yeah. All right. Are, are we I done with story much. time I mean, with Rob? I, I fell asleep when they were done going through the scenery. I woke Gotta up when they so. were going through the scenery. Not much happened. I mean, that was like 20 minutes of the show. So, Okay. It, I think that's a legitimate complaint. I really do. I think a legitimate complaint is the fan service that they gave to the Enterprise. I don't know like, that yes, that's we, a complaint. I, I It was boring. And there wasn't a lot. Like, if you want to do that, I'm all right with it. But there was... Very little exposition. There was very little dialogue at all between uh, Kirk and and Scotty. 
And it was just music played over them looking at the Enterprise. And it looked great. It did. But I think you can cut that down. I think you probably cut that in half. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there, was no, there was no way that in actuality you would fly past the ship, come back over the top, come over the backside, come back to the other side and dock. Yeah. That's just not... That's that doesn't well, I, make sense in real life. You would because short short any trip. Any captain will want to do a once over of any ship. Spaceship, naval ship, or otherwise. And, okay. And do a once over. Like that pilots do it, sea captains do it. I would imagine then space captains do it as well. But you would think you would think that uh uh if that was the case, they should have said something. Let's see. Let's see what she looks like. like. Why? Or, I think it's common uh, knowledge, isn't it, Jason? I think so. All right. So yeah, the, I just the, think it's you. The crew compliment for the Constitution class refit in the twenty two sixties was four hundred and thirty. There you go. So that's even more people he could have known. Forty three people. Okay. So there you go. That, that's how he knew. And I think if you're going to complain about things. The, the blank screen at the beginning, like even I uh, forgot dude, about that. And I'm going, what is wrong with the fucking DVD player? Why dude, can I hear I, something and not see anything? I, yeah. I know I, that. I fast forwarded a little bit to make sure. I thought I actually, maybe my, uh, I thought maybe my, because I started with my file, which wasn't a high def version. Um, and I thought it got corrupted. I was like, oh man. So I went ahead and I stopped it. Dude. I went ahead and stopped it, got on Jason's. It was like okay, it's got to be good on Jason's, and so and then it's like it's doing it again. It's like what the fuck, and then I and then I started seeing like little red white dots, and I'm like, oh son of a bitch. <laughs> so I didn't even notice the white dots. I started oh, it I and I hear music and I look up and it's blank and it's black and I'm like, the fuck. So I let it run a little bit and nothing comes on. So I like exit out and I'm like, well shit. So I restart my TV and my uh, Apple TV. I just restart you know, everything. Th- you, you were thinking you had you had uh, sound and no, no uh, yeah, video. Yeah, I thought the yeah, I thought the I, video I feed the had uh, had stopped because it happens very rarely that you know sometimes it'll hit a, a glitch and the and the video just starts stops transmitting. So I restart everything, go back into the movie, restart it, and it's doing the same thing. I'm like, damn it. So I've got a I've got a a, a bad uh, rip on my Blu-ray. So I'm about to go <laughs> find the Blu-ray disc and re-rip it to my media library. And then I was like, wait. So I, I swipe down and there's stuff that comes up on the screen. And then I start fast forwarding and then the the Paramount logo comes up and I'm like, motherfucker, why did they do that? That is the <laughs> dumbest shit. Nope. How many how many people do you think um, went out and complained? Oh, like, tons! Uh, you know, oh, Karen's the audio, the video's not working. Were there a lot of Karens running around in 1979? I I don't know, but think about know. think about the uh, think about the VHS distribution in the 80s. Oh, geez, and then the DVD distribution in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, complain least, about that. At least with Star, at least with Star Wars, you you know they uh, they put a little blurb at the beginning saying there's a scene where there's no audio. It's normal, you know, for for the uh, what? Oh, episodes? for Ryan Johnson's piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. All right. Yeah. Then you could complain about Captain Kirk 
basically demoting himself on purpose from admiral to captain to piss off Decker just so he can be a captain again. Like, number did, one. Did he actually get demoted? He, or did he, he didn't demote himself. He was still an admiral. They yeah. called him captain. They, they called, called him because captain, but that's tradition on his ship because he yeah, was the commanding officer. Of the ship. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess. No, that's how it works. The only time, yeah, the only time he, he would, they would Decker. call him admiral is if he was in charge of a fleet. They, yeah, would, but he they gave, would continue to call him admiral. Well, he was chief of operations. Well, no, no, I'm saying in charge of a, like a fleet at yeah, that point so if in time. He, like if, if there, there were, was multiple ships, ships going out. Yeah, if, they, if there were multiple ships on the same mission and he was in charge of all of those ships as a collective, he would, be the, he would be the yeah. admiral of that. I, I, I want to go back and I want to see if they've stayed true to that over the years, starting with uh, the last episode of Picard and Admiral Riker. I want to start with that and see if they call him captain. Because I'm fairly confident they called him admiral. Uh, neither here nor there. He, uh, there was a giant gave, fleet. Giant he gave, fleet. He gave uh, Decker a temporary demotion, a temporary lowering of rank to commander. Right. Because he didn't <laughs> want any kind of. No, <laughs> he didn't kind, want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, so again, like when you think about the, the, the Kirk character, I think that's a little bit out of character, especially from the TV series. Maybe not so much the movies because I think in the movies they kind of made him more macho on purpose for some reason. Uh, but that's I, for me that was a little bit out of character for him. Uh, he was so worried about being the hero and being in command and not being questioned that even like Decker basically had to point out to him like, "Look, fucko, you almost blew up the ship. Like, you don't know your shit." But I do. He realized that. He admitted that. And said, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm relying on you because you do know the, sh the new ship better than I do. I'm relying on your knowledge and expertise on this new ship to, to keep us going. Just make sure you stay in your lane. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's just too. I, I don't know. Maybe I have a nostalgic view of, of who Kirk was and that this just doesn't fit with that nostalgic view. I don't know. But I, I didn't like that. I didn't. Okay. I've always had a problem with them seeing outside of the ship. And I have an even bigger problem with them seeing outside of the ship of a ship that they don't own. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I you're talking about the Klingon thing. <laughs> like, So they see the Klingon ship. I'm thinking there was a probe. Outside the Klingon ship. I what think it probe? was. I don't know. I was thinking there was some sort of probe. Oh, like you're a, talking the you're talking the telescope. listening the listening station. Yeah, I was curious about that too. So especially whenever they're watching the listening station getting destroyed. Okay, by so nature. yeah. How do you have an external view of a station when it disappears? Right. I was wondering, so V'ger destroyed the, the station. Because the dude that was trying to outrun the, the pulse wave or whatever, the plasma wave, he got overtaken and disappeared. You would think any camera that was out there, the same thing would happen. Well, yeah, right? I was, I, that was my point is V'ger destroyed the space station. Why didn't it destroy the camera that's sending those, this feed of V'ger destroying the space station? He wanted every, It wanted everybody to know what he could do. Uh, and so I had a problem with that. I also had a problem with how thin the characters are. Now, these are characters who are established, who had a rabid fandom. Well, you know, it's been no, a little while. Maybe they were a little hungry. And that's just it. It had been a that's little while. That's why they were a little and thin. I hate you so much. And there's no, 
substance to these characters. Well, for example, be, again, they're Kirk starving. Is, they're starving so actors. Fucking much, Rob. I swear to Christ. Uh, for example, Kirk, he takes over as captain, and in the first three minutes, somebody dies. Two people die because, for whatever reason, the transporters that weren't working four minutes ago. <laughs> they suddenly thought we're working. Yeah. I don't understand what happened in that four minutes to make anybody think that the transporter suddenly started to work. But well, I can tell you what happened up is they the, put Yeoman Scotty Rand on the, the fucking transporters. <laughs> yeah, don't put fucking Yeoman Rand in fucking charge of anything. Except get me my goddamn coffee and bring me my goddamn iPad. I guess, and, and maybe showing her butt. But at that point, she looked a little worse for wear there, Yeoman Rand. She looked road hard and put up wet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, um, which I mean, I don't know. I mean, if she's not getting work in Hollywood, she's going to conventions and all these guys are oogling her. I, I guess I see it. I'd slut it up too. But anyway, I have a huge problem with that. And then for Kirk to just brush it off, tell them, uh, send my condolences to, to my family or to their families. Yeah, but and that's, and that's it. And I get that there's a bigger threat out there. I get it. But again, he's a Starfleet admiral at this point. Life is supposed to be precious to him. And I get he's not Picard. I understand that Picard greater than Kirk. But Kirk should have shown a little bit of fucking class and maybe had a moment of silence or something. I don't know. He just yeah. was like, hey, how do I get to my fucking shit? Well, first, you had that reverse. Kirk high better than Picard. But no, no. I mean, it's it's easy to get those confused. Kirk's better than Picard. But I mean, he as a as a captain, a Starfleet captain on the missions that he was on for so long. I mean, he can't he can't he has to detach himself at least a little bit from his emotions on on situations like that. Otherwise, it's going to fucking eat him alive. Yes, I know. I get you have to compartmentalize. I get that. I mean, you could tell he was upset and that it did affect him. But he had a job did. to do. No, no, I, I, I think it did. I mean, say what you will with William Shatner. Maybe he didn't play it as as hard as he should have. But yeah, you could you could tell I like that man. I, I like his act. I do too. But maybe he didn't express it at that point. Uh, okay, as, uh, as right, hard maybe. as he should have. But yeah, I I got that he was actually affected. That it did affect him. But he had a he had a job to do. He had a greater mission to accomplish. He needed to move on. He needed to get shit done. They were on a very, okay, very tight he, timeline. But then he put the ship in danger on purpose. Like he was told. He was told by Bones. He was told by Decker. And he was told by Scotty. So he's told three times. Like we need to run fucking simulations. They and didn't like, have time. Let's go. That's bullshit. There's not a Starfleet captain uh, worth his salt that would do that because the ship and his crew are what he's supposed to protect above all else. So taking 10 minutes, which is literally what it took, <laughs> fucking 10 minutes to run a goddamn simulation. No, they said and it was going to take longer than 10 minutes to run that simulation. It was going to be hours. He said, we don't have hours. And he ended up having to take the hours anyway, didn't he? No. No, uh, Spock, Spock fixed it. came down and, and fixed everything. Yeah. Because right. apparently uh, Scotty can't DSX, fix shit anymore. DSX Machina Spock, you know? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that he didn't, like, if he would have just waited, Spock would have shown up and fixed it, and it would have been the same amount of time anyway. But he didn't no, know no, Spock no, was no. coming. It's because, it's because Spock met him on the way, um, you know, And then let's space. talk about Spock. Let's Look, I'll just keep this exactly bitch fest going. Go. 
And I like this movie, everybody. Like, I don't, this movie is very good in my opinion. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Uh, the graphics are a little dated, yeah, but I really, really like this movie. Uh, let's talk about Spock. He's not excited to see his friend. He's Spock. That doesn't matter. He, I am now. Spock and ha- just and always got will done. Be your friend. Yes, but Spock had just got done getting off of Vulcan, where he was supposed to be purging all of his emotion. So he was still in that. I've got to purge all of my emotion mindset. In fact, he would have gone through that cer- through with that ceremony had Viger not interrupted it. Oh, and let's talk about that. What a what a mighty fine thing to have happen is that all of a sudden Spock gets psychic abilities. Yeah, I got nothing with that. Like that wasn't a thing in the fucking original series at yeah, all. I mean, they had the mind meld and everything, but yeah, I don't know how how Viger reached what? out across the cosmos yeah. and touched Spock's mind. I don't, yeah. I got, why waves. was he looking for Spock's mind? Why was he molesting Spock's mind? I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Radio. They waves. needed to get Spock in the fucking story yeah. somehow. I yeah, don't know. They were, they were well, like, they're just they got, lucky he wasn't wearing goddamn aluminum foil. Yeah. They That's got to true. that and they're like, so where's Spock? He's on a different planet. Well, how the hell do we get him? He's on Vulcan. He's psychic. <laughs> He's psychic. Let's just get. Let's just. Uh, let's just go that way. Really? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Well, how do yeah. we show that he's psychic? Put him yeah. in Renaissance clothes. It'll work. <laughs> I, I want to jump ahead here because I know we're we're. I mean, we're not short on time. We can go as long as we want. But I think I'm, the bitch fest is about over anyway. I think we've talked about most of the things I want to complain about. I well, mean, the, I mean, the, so the one thing that I do want to touch on is all of the ancillary characters from the series, all the secondary characters from the series that they barely touched on. I mean, Uhura, Chekhov, Sulu, yeah, Chekhov, Uhuru, Sulu, Scotty, none of them got more than half a dozen fucking lines in the movie. No, and they, they may, didn't even get anything. She got like a little thing like, Hey, I'm a doctor now. Yeah. Well, she, I, she had probably more screen time than Uhura. Uh, well, Uhura was on the bridge a lot. Oh, fun fact about Uhura. The earpiece, they didn't have time to make her a new one. Uh, and so they found the ones she used from the original series that were still in storage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lucky. So yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah. None of the yeah, secondary I, characters, they, they just glossed over them. And uh, but they, I think that hurt but, the movie. Okay. This movie is a glorified episode. Like it just yeah. is. I hate to say that it is. It even ends like a fucking episode. Well, they they took the, the pilot from the phase two and and modified it for this movie. So technically, oh, yeah, it is a glorified fucking episode. I would have liked to seen this in in a uh, TV series. I think well, this works better in a TV series where you've got you know you can have two hour pilot. I think kind of flesh Star Trek well, in you, general you, works better as a TV series. But if you take out all the all the porn shots it. and everything that they had, all the all those extra shots, it was only about a forty four minute. You know what? I'm going to disagree show. with you. That's inaccurate. I, I'm going to disagree no, with you. About right? No, it's not. I, I, because I think Star Trek works as both a television show as a, and a movie. And I think when you look at movies, or at least it has the uh, uh, potential to work as both a television show and a and a movie. I, I think if you look at uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. You look at Into Darkness and even the 2009 uh, reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's episode or episode six, uh, Star Trek uh, six, uh, Undiscovered Country, Star Trek four. People love that for some fucking reason because it's I don't know. awesome. I'm not one of them. No, it's not. 
Uh, I'm not one of them. That that is my. You don't uh, like the whales? Oh, it's no. fucking awesome. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to get to it. That's my either. that was that's my mom's favorite Star Trek. I can't. Right you know why I can't wait to get to that? Because then I can just say double dumbass on you, Rob. Uh, all episode long and it'll actually make sense so double dumbass so okay so Rathacon uh, actually relates to an episode yeah Um, Space Seed Undiscovered Country actually relates to later episodes in The Next Generation yep Um, and in fact Worf is in uh, episode 6 right is he oh yeah that's right because what's his his mom is pregnant he actually plays his grandfather they retconned that he's his grandfather. He's his grandfather. Yeah, his grandfather was a uh, uh, advocate or whatever, whatever the fuck they called it. Oh, okay. Um, so, yes, I think that Star Trek can work as as movies if it relates to a series that's going on at the same time. I I don't know if that's accurate. I really I I, I don't. I think it can build off of it. For sure, I think Star Trek 2 does that. But they also, when you make a movie, you have to make it for all audiences. And that includes audiences that may not be familiar, or at least overly familiar, with the original content, with the original... Oh, uh, I think James uh, did drop. uh, No pun intended, from Spacey. So you have to have a lot of exposition. You have to have a lot of explanation. You have to have a lot of uh, things that that tie it together. Sure, but it also... You don't actually have to have that. You don't have to have the knowledge of it, at least. You don't have to have the 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 building blocks there because the building blocks are the characters. But I think I think Star Trek movies are weaker whenever they try to fit fit a story within that confines of a, of a couple of hours. I mean, there haven't been that many great Star Trek movies because they're all basically episodic movies. They're they're the they're not trilogies or series of movies. So they're not telling a larger story. I think that Star Trek is better whenever it tells a larger story. And even in the episodic series, there were still kind of threads between some of the episodes. And I think some of the uh, better episodes were some of the two-parter episodes where they had two or three episodes to tell the actual story. I guess. Here's why I disagree with that. Because I don't think there was a good Next Generation movie. And when I say good, there was nothing that lived up to Wrath of Khan. There was nothing that even came close to Wrath of Khan. None of it. I, I thought Generations was poorly written. I thought uh, Resurrection was just terrible. I thought yeah, First I thought, Contact no, was pretty good. I thought First Contact, yeah, I thought first first contact, contact. was okay. And I like was... that they've used that in later uh, series, like Enterprise. They used it in I... Enterprise. I liked First Contact other than the whole Borg data thing that they had, you know, the whole... Yeah, why is the Borg trying trying to to fuck data? Yeah, yeah. Because she's lonely. Don't give a shit. She's a goddamn Borg queen. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I really like this movie. it, It is thin. The plot's very thin. I don't think the characters have a lot of substance. A lot of the characters get glossed over, but it does have a larger meaning. It is, Hey, we're all, we are growing, we are evolving and maybe our evolution doesn't include just us. Maybe it includes something outside of just us. Well, and another thing that I really like about the movie was that it brought that, um, that curiosity, that, that exploration or that need for exploration 
back to the series. I mean, it was that was that was one of the the themes of the movie was that you know Kirk wanted to get back out there. He was not a fucking office jockey. He he was too curious to be stationed on Earth. He needed to get back into space and discover shit. Yeah, I think, but that's a theme with Star Trek overall is exploration. I yeah. think in most, even with Voyage or uh, DS9, where they stayed on a on a space station, they still had the wormhole that they could explore the Delta Quadrant. So exploration is always a big thing. And I think that that kind of also, in the episodes and the movies that I like a lot, there's a lot of self-exploration as a species, uh, as a person uh, that, that goes on. And this movie had, like that was the over, overarching theme. I just feel like it wasn't touched on very much. Rob does a lot of self-exploration and touching. Uh, with, yeah. my, uh, with my left hand. <laughs> right. That's not the stranger for you. No, it is. No, it's not, Charlie. It's fine. It is. All right, final did thoughts. Beat, did you ever beat that mouse? <laughs> You're a smart mouse, Algernon. <laughs> I really like this movie. I think it's a great way to kick off the summer Star Trek. We're getting sauce. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie in a while, I invite you to rewatch it. Make sure you get the high-def version. Uh, the music is incredible. I think the the, uh, the the practical effects are incredible. I think the set pieces are incredible. And I think the, the uniforms are fucking terrible. Uh, but there's nothing better than yeah. Captain Kirk being Captain Kirk. Yes. It was, it was really cool to see the fucking band get back together. And I echo the bones. sentiment perfectly. You. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it was... I think this is a, a good kickoff to the, the, the Star Trek motion picture, Star Trek on the big screen. Um, it gets better up until the fifth movie, and then the fifth movie kind of tanks, but then it recovers with the sixth movie. So I'm looking I forward. I think the sixth movie is, is really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The sixth movie yeah. is probably number two for me. I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. You, do we want to do a pre? Let's do a pre- like, let's rank them. Yeah, let's Before do that, we, and then we'll see uh, how that holds up. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Charlie, you want to take notes yeah, so let's, that we can remember this? Shut your... Oh, oh, take notes. I thought you were like, <laughs> take notes of what we do is right, you know, type of deal, not take notes of what it was. Oh I thought God. you were trying so to put me defensive. down. He's so fucking defensive. Oh, know. man. Well, because every other word that comes out of his mouth, especially when he starts it with Charlie. <laughs> I figured he was cutting me down. Uh, I did with the Charlie. I cut you down with the Charlie, and then I move on to, hey, you want to take notes so we can remember where we we rank this? All right. Perfect. All right. So, number one. Uh, Let's go go 10 to 1, and let's let Charlie go first. 10 to 1? Yeah. What's your 10th, and then you'll go to your favorite? There's 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 10. 10. Oh, Oh, we're moving moving past. uh, Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, you're going to have to come back to me. I was only thinking oh, oh about the God. six. All right. Well, the worst movie out of the bunch for me is is uh, uh, Star Trek six or Star Trek five, The Final Frontier. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, really? You like Insurrection bunch. better than, than oh, Final that's Frontier? Next. That's not. Wait, wait. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Okay. So we're oh, going dude, in there, too. There is nothing uh. worse than Spock having a brother out of nowhere. It's kind of like Spock <laughs> having a sister out of nowhere, Discovery. Uh, and then fucking out of nowhere, like, oh, no, God's on this planet. Why is God on a planet? What does oh, God I understood mean? That from the beginning. 
What's, what does God need with a starship? Like in the way that only fucking the Shat Man can deliver that line. Uh, yeah, that's that's the worst movie for me. Uh, I would I wouldn't watch that ever if I didn't have to for this. Okay, podcast. So number nine for me. Number nine. Yeah. Uh, I am, oh, you said uh, insurrection. Yeah, probably insurrection. Okay, number eight. Uh, the voyage home. <laughs> oh my God. Number seven. Uh, Nemesis. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Six? I, 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 fucking really? What's his name? What's his nuts? His fucking shins on? Fucking Tom Hardy? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Hardy is Picard Jr. No thanks. No, that's terrible. That's terrible casting. Uh, six for me is probably uh, Generations. Okay. Five? Uh, first Contact. Wow. Four? I'm not a fan of those movies. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, that would be uh, Voyage Home. You already did Voyage yeah. Home. Oh, no. Uh, uh, search for Spot. Three? Three would be the motion picture. Okay. Two? Uh, two is going to be... Uh, uh, Undiscovered Country and number one is uh, Wrath of Khan. All right. All right, Charlie, go. Hold on just a second here. <laughs> he's still taking notes. Either that or he's just whispering to Algernon. Hey. You don't have to take your phone. shoes off to take notes. <laughs> no, no. I was, uh, only I was still trying to. Yeah, I was still trying to write down Crowley's. Jeez. Man. All right. Um, so, 10, Final Frontier for sure. Uh, see number nine um that's a toss-up i'm gonna go with nemesis um wow nemesis haters okay oh man so bad i I didn't really well okay i didn't like it because data died so fuck off um uh let's see eight um eight would have been uh insurrection uh that 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 sucked um Seven. I'm gonna that's go. A, that's insightful. Yeah. Insurrection. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, Nemesis. Yeah, insurrection. It sucked. Uh, seven. Um, I search for Spock. I no. I just. I'm all right with that. I'm all right yeah. with putting that at seven. I really am because yeah. I didn't think it was that good either. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. Eh. It. Yeah. Um, like if I'm gonna fuck a Mister Savick, it better look like. You know, old school Kirstie Alley, and not whoever they got to replace Kirstie Alley. So yeah, I was disappointed. Uh, let's see. Oh, who was that? Yeah, we'll remember. get to it she whenever we not get there. Hot. Yeah. All right. So uh, number six, I would say was I'm going to go in motion picture. Okay. It was it was, it was just boring for me. Uh, there wasn't enough. There was enough. Mo- too many. Yeah, Michael Bay didn't direct it. We got. We, yeah. we, we, we got yeah. it, Charlie. I don't need that much. Uh, I don't. <laughs> M- Michael Bay's a little much, man. Let's let's pull it back a little bit. Um, number five. Uh, I'm gonna say Generations, and then Undiscovered Country would be four. Jesus, uh, that's wow. For unders- wow, I, that's. Well, no, wow. I'm sorry. I'm hot sorry. Take. Not Undiscovered. I'm not, I'm, sorry. Um, Voyager number four or Voyage, Voyage Home. Home. Sorry. Yeah. yeah right. Sorry. That's Voyage better. Home that's, number that's four. That's better. 
sorry. Uh, number number three would be First Contact. I just, I liked it. I thought it was good. And then, yeah, Undiscovered Country and Wrath of Khan. Okay. Um, however, however, that if you would have asked me that when they when I first watched all of these, I would have said Undiscovery first, Undiscovered Country first, then Wrath of Khan, because that ear thing freaked me the hell out <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, those earworms. <laughs> fucking, yeah. fucking nightmares for days. Yes. Ridiculous. All right. So my least favorite. Uh, is going to be Insurrection. I fucking hate that movie. That was the dumbest fucking Star Trek movie. That would have been a shitty fucking Star Trek episode, much less a Star Trek movie. But immortality, damn it. Oh, who gives two shits? It's not right. a, it's Dumb. fucking stupid. Dumb movie. Uh, number nine, uh, I'm going to give to The Final Frontier because I did not like that movie at all. Uh, number eight... Uh, so this is where number eight I'm going to give to Star Trek three. I wasn't all that fond of the search for Spock. Atta boy. Uh, number seven. So number seven I'm going to give. God, I'm going I'm to toss up for number seven. I'm going to put Generations. I'm going to put Generations and Nemesis at number six. Tied for number six. There you go. Uh, so number five. Uh, what do we got left? You got Voyage Home, First Contact. Number five, I'm going to go First Contact. Number four, I'm going to go Voyage Home. Yeah. How's that in your top five? <laughs> I love that movie. Understand. It's fun. Wheels. Whales, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Computer? Actually, no, no, no. Number four, I'm going to go Motion Picture. Number three, I'm going to go First con- uh, 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 Voyage Home. Uh, I hate you. Number right. two. I hate you so much. You did that on <laughs> so purpose. You got, you got undiscovered and oh, Yeah, number two, undiscovered. Number one, Rathacon. Oh, my God. All right. So, hot take. Here's a hot take. I'm not going to reorder anything, but here's a hot take. If we were including, because we're not, just FYI, everybody, we're not including the 2009 reboot, remake, uh, and we're not including Into Darkness, and we're not including whatever the other one was, what, uh, where No Man Has Gone Beyond. Yeah, there's no Kelvin yeah, timeline movies in, in socks. If we were including the Kelvin timeline timeline movies, two out of the three would be in my top five, possibly my top three, uh, and one of them would be down at the bottom with uh, all the other trash. They would all be towards the middle bottom for me. Uh, Into Darkness would be tied, probably, with number one. Oh, my God. God well, with with uh, Wrath of Khan. Oh my God! I loved that movie so much. I thought they did that. I thought they did that so well. I really liked that, and I like the 2009 reboot is just a fun fucking ride. You've got new Spock, you've got old Spock, you got fucking Bones being Bones. I thought it was a a, a a great thing. I would definitely be in my top five. It's not a Star Trek movie. None of those three are Star Trek movies. The last one's not beyond whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, no, that's Fast and Furious in space. Uh, the other two are definitely Star, uh, Star Trek action movies. movies in a Star Trek setting. I'm I have no problem with that. None. Do I do because Con is Wrath of Con is not an action movie in a Star Trek setting. It is pure Star Trek sauce for the goose, Mister Savick, and sauce <laughs> for the goose. I can't wait! I can't wait next week, man. Next week, I know. I can't wait either. In fact, I am going to take your advice. I'm going to rewatch Space Seed because it's been a while since I've seen that. Yes. And I want to familiarize myself with it. 
but I am going to watch Wrath of Khan and Into Darkness against my better judgment. Yes, I will do the same. I will watch so the that I can seed. compare how they did yes. into darkness with with Rafikon. I want to I want to see yes. the juxtaposition fresh. Yes, I will do the same thing. Yes, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I am for this. Join us, Rob, on this quest. <laughs> I I will try. So, I will do my best. I am gone all next week, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough trying to get one movie in, much less two, two and a half, two and an episode. All right. This goes without saying, but I have to ask, oh. is Star Trek the motion picture more sci-fi than 11-22-63? Fuck let me no. Tell you, let me tell you something about Star Trek the motion picture. Okay. Star Trek, the motion picture was the first, the first movie that had a McDonald's Happy Meal tie-in promotion. That alone makes it more sci-fi than 11, 22, 63. Never mind the the spaceships. Never mind the lasers and the phasers and the fucking photon torpedoes and the fucking hurricane in space. It was all about the Happy Meal. Was More it really the first fucking Happy Meal yes. tie-in? Yes, it was. Yep, yep, absolutely. No shit. Oh, my God. Yep. I had no idea. I wish I had a Happy Meal that had that <laughs> shit in it. You know how much money that's worth? Oh, I can only imagine. Oh, fuck. There are nerds everywhere that fucking just came in their pants at the thought of it. Rob, you got a haiku for us? Yeah. Yeah, um, this one's titled V'ger's Lonely Life. <laughs> All right. V'ger needs Decker. She wants another baby. She's gone tomorrow. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well fucking done, Rob. Yeah. Thank you. God damn, I hate you. That is the best haiku I've ever heard. Your fucking um, this permanent one is name also, is Charlie. This is also uh, uh, got a little subtitle. It's fuck you, Jason. <laughs> God damn it. Hate you so uh, much. All right. So next week we are going to continue getting sauced as we talk about Star Trek II, The Rathacon, 1982's mean, Star Trek movie. What? I went through all of these damn... I went... Oh. You know how hard it was to get awards and we're not even going to do them? Fuck. <laughs> That's right. We do have to. <laughs> God damn. Do we need to do awards? Nobody smoked. Oh. Nobody drank. Oh, wait. Hold on yeah, a minute. Nobody smoked. Nobody uh, drank. Oh, I am the giving. Pl- the only I'm player giving, award would go to, to Fembot. Or Googly my, Eyes. My mm. black lung went to V'ger's probe because she was smoking hot. That's a stretch. I'll allow it. Head, head lush. Mine went to McCoy as he boarded the Enterprise because he looked like he just got done being on a bender. And McCoy he, they, always looks like he's I just know, got done being he on looked, a bender. He looked, he looked extra sauced. He looked like a dirty hippie that just got pulled yeah. off the street to fucking uh, you know, perform medical uh, things on people. Yeah. I gave yeah. my player to V'ger's probe because, you know... She had all the boys in the yard. <laughs> okay. And then Purple Hippo went to Spock when he mind melded with the giant Ilya. Oh, you mean with V'ger? 
No, the giant Ilya. That's no, what it was. No, he mind melded with the, with the thing in her neck. Yeah, it was the giant Ilya. I believe her name was uh, Alea. No. Or Ilea. I, oh, sorry. Ilea. Not Ilya. Giant V'ger. Fembot. Fembot. That's why I Fembot. just call her Fembot. Which, by the way, I'm very sad she died. It's very super hot. If we're given just awards to give awards, I give all of my awards to her posthumously because it'll be the, like, it's posthumously. And I just like to say that word posthumously. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think there, there's not going to be really much smoking or drinking. I mean, if you guys want to give awards during Sauced, we can, but I was going to skip them. Yeah, I'd say we skip the awards, man. Like, I, we know who's going to be drinking. We know who's going to be fighting. We know who's going to be fucking. Like, this is I Star Trek. Give, I was going to give Khan my uh, black lung next week. I mean, basically, I would have given my player to Kirk the entire fucking time. Right. Even during the Next Generation series movies, because it's Kirk. He's the fucking Why player. In fact, whenever Aaliyah came on as, you know, not V'ger, the first thing she fucking said to Kirk was, I'm celibate, so don't fucking yeah, try. Yeah, an oath. Of, my oath of celibacy is on record. Yes. <laughs> He has got a reputation across the fucking universe as fucking anything that breathes and has a pulse. Why is he not our player award in uh, perpetuity? Because we haven't done a Star Trek movie. Well, maybe we should change that now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to replace honorary uh, player from uh, imaginary six to Kirk. Yes. Yes. Like that just makes sense. How many aliens has he fucked? All of them. The answer is all of them. <laughs> That's fair. We can do it. All right. Done. I, I'm all for it. All, all those in favor say aye. 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 All, all those opposed. Nobody gives a shit. Motion passes. <laughs> all right. Things here? <laughs> so next week, we're talking about Star Trek 2. With the assistance of the Enterprise crew, Admiral Kirk must stop an old nemesis, Khan Noonien Singh, from using the life-generating Genesis device as the ultimate weapon. This stars all of your favorites. It was directed by Nicholas Meyer this time, written by Gene Roddenberry and uh, Harvey Bennett. So uh, 1982's Wrath of Khan. Looking forward to it. This is, uh, like I said, my favorite of all 10 of the Star Trek movies. And it is a classic. Did you know that uh, Khan, Nooney, and Soong had the uh, uh, Reliant retrofitted with rich Corinthian leather? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a joke that only uh, people of a certain age will get. <laughs> I am one of them. You think he took it to Paradise Island afterwards? Or Fantasy Island? <laughs> Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane. Out the starship, the starship, boss. Oh, man. Tattoo. You couldn't, you couldn't have that uh, show on TV today. No, but they do. And it's, it's very uh, vanilla. Very not... It's like a, it's supposed to be a, a thriller or some kind of horror thing or something. It's, no shit. It's just yeah, it's bad. Don't watch. It. There's no tattoo. There's no deplane, boss. Deplane. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, Rob's our tattoo. That's true. Yeah, but we we're still calling him Charlie. Yeah, no, for sure. He's Charlie forever, in perpetuity. Oh, good. Rod left. Well, that's all we got I'm for just, this week. I'm just waiting for you to read your shit. So our intro and outro mucus, music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Mucus? mucus? Did you say mucus? Our, our outro, outro mucus. Outro mucus? Oh, that's gross. 
Look at this threw up in my mouth. <laughs> Pod crawl music is snack mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to Smoking and Drinking in Space forward slash Patreon. And be sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. So there are away mission jackets doubled as uh, potato sack race equipment. Uh, hey, Cat, Logan, STD's been canceled. No, it hasn't. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, we do have a pod crawl. Are you sure? Well, it, it, wasn't, was it wasn't written in March. It was queued up. It was queued up. It was queued up. It's, it's not now. All right. Maybe it went into that <laughs> other dimension. Oh, my God. I wish you'd go into another dimension. I wish you would shut the fuck up. <laughs>